Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to the Support SD Local podcast, episode number one. I am your host, Kelly Don Noel Swan, and I'm so insanely excited to be starting this rad new adventure. Support SD Local is nothing without you, and I am so grateful to have you here with me. As this is a new adventure for me, and truth be told, I was wicked nervous about this first recording. I thought, who better to be my first guest than the beautiful soul sitting in front of me? She is a San Diego local, a blogger, Instagram boss babe, mental health advocate, and a healer through vulnerability and some serious real talk. Her genuine heart and love for building community has inspired me for a long time now, and I am so grateful to have the magical Christina of Grow With The Flow and Secrets of Sunshine here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I have chills. Your yeah. intro was so sweet. <laughs> the truth. No, the truth. Oh. Um, all right. So we've been talking for a little while about kind of what's been going on with you. And seeing as how this is the first episode and we don't have any rhyme or reason to it at this point, um, I would love to just hear about you and about what's going on and about life right now. All right. Well, recently I relaunched my vulnerability series, mm-hmm. which you attended my first one. Yes. Yeah, it went great. Um, I basically just create this safe space um, for women, just, well, anyone, but mainly women, mm-hmm. to come and feel supported and allowed to um, be vulnerable. I don't know, share their secrets. I've constructed a few activities and homework for people to take home so they can practice vulnerability. Um, I, 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 That's a huge thing that I'm working on right now. I'm really trying to build up my series and have that be a solid, uh, I guess like workshop series. Mm-hmm. We'll see where that goes. Um, but that's something I'm really focusing on, and I'm also very excited to launch my mental health t-shirts and Ooh. swag. Yeah, hopefully those will be done. Um, hmm, maybe mid-July, we'll see. Okay. I'm starting this weekend on the first, um, the samples. <laughs> yeah, so ah, I'm nervous, but it'll be cool. Yeah, I'll have to give you one to rep. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome and I love that because the vulnerability vulnerability um, event was amazing and was like like something I had never been to before I'd never really seen anything like that because for me when I see the word vulnerability I think of something but I think everyone kind of imagines something different Mm -hmm. you know their definition of vulnerability and what it looks like to be vulnerable is can be very different Um, so I would love to hear from you like what what is vulnerability to you and why is this so important in your work right now? So vulnerability to me, like you said, it has so many different, I guess, hats it can wear. Mm -hmm. It's different to every person. But in short, I say it's the courage to be seen as who you are, the good, the bad, um, the ugly, the beautiful, just to be, (laughs) to be seen, authentically seen. Um, and not being fear like afraid of judgment i think that's also goes hand in hand with vulnerability is like the courage um to be brave to just share to share to share your stories and like i said to be seen um for who you are and for me the power of vulnerability is wild it's it's so powerful. I think it's so important because being a mental health advocate, you have to be vulnerable to tell your story. You have to be vulnerable to basically tell everyone what's quote unquote wrong with you and why they're not alone to serve as someone who may be able to help them through their own journey. But all of that, the core of that is being vulnerable, being open, um, and being okay to have others judge you, see you, and accept you for who you are. So, yeah. Beautiful. And, and and what leads you to a place where vulnerability is like your main source of 
work and conversation and like the topics of all of these projects that you have going on. Um, it's really interesting to me because I think a lot of people assume that when you do some kind of like self-help work, like holistic self-love, self-care, all of that yeah. kind of stuff, like you automatically kind of get put into this category of, you know, like some raw, raw, right. like <laughs> sort of type. And it's, it's totally okay because I'm totally down for that vibe. Um, but, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like there's definitely um, some people who are a little skeptical about it. Yeah. People who don't maybe live a more holistic lifestyle mm-hmm. look at, you know, talks about being sensitive and being open and understanding and vulnerable and all these things. And people can kind of see that as like, oh, well, you know, it's just therapy or like, oh, you know, like, I don't need that. Like I talk, I talk to people, I'm fine, Mm -hmm. you know? So what is it in you or in your life that Mm -hmm. has kind of led you to where vulnerability is like your speaking point? Yeah. Um, well, growing up, I, um, was raised by a narcissist and I was incapable of being being vulnerable it was not in my vocabulary I don't even know if I knew how to spell it like <laughs> it, that did not exist in my world oh excuse me and um I want to say I mean the starting point to me being vulnerable was literally having every dream that I had dreamt of being like ripped away from me I tried so many things like and they, nothing worked. That's kind of how it felt. In turn, it did end up working out. Things things all happened how they were supposed to. Um, but I think there was this one particular instance for me that just showed the power of vulnerability that really like led me to like live my life that way, to be vulnerable, to advocate vulnerability, and... Um, really just to try and break the stigma of, like you said, like, okay, you're being sensitive, you're being weak. Like every single person on this planet, whether they want to admit it or not, has a problem. Like they've dealt with something. (laughs) There's something. We all got our issues. (laughs) Yeah. No one's life is perfect. So I challenge you, someone with a perfect life, come find me and talk to me because I don't believe it. I need to hear that story. (laughs) Yeah, please enlighten me. So, um, I, I like to use this story because um, it's just so off the wall. It's so, like, unexpected. But I was in a coffee shop, and this man behind me, mid-50s, asked me how I am. Super casual. Just, how are you? And I don't know what in the world I was thinking, but I was honest and told him, I'm not okay. I basically, like, threw up everything that was wrong with me. I was like, oh, my God, like... I'm leaving my fiance. I need to find a house. Like I just traveled the world and it didn't work out. Like all these things. I was an entrepreneur and everything failed. Bleh. (laughs) And he held my weight and he, he just sat there with me and took it all in and listened to me and provided this safe space in a coffee shop. Nonetheless. With a random stranger. Yes. With a random stranger. Um, and the feeling after sharing those things with someone, I can't even describe it. It was literally life-changing. We're now friends. I, that was three years ago. I still talk to him. And he, in turn, shared his whole story with me. So I was able to also provide some sort of support to him. And I think that's important um, just to, to help other people through their stories. Through Be like, hey... I know that you have some sort of weight on your shoulders that you're dealing with. Let me take that off your shoulders for five minutes and you can just breathe and be in a safe space. So for me, um, I really think that that's like my, that's like a guiding, I guess, event that really has helped me um, just really be solidified in that. I'm like trying to... I'm going to mess up, but... Oh, my gosh. What? No, there is no messing up. No, no, no. no. I was like, like, oh, my God. No, that's the beautiful thing about it, because I, I think that what you're talking about, like, there's... It's not... I mean, it's that that's real. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and the funny thing about it is that I feel like with us both being professionals that mm-hmm. work in social media, we both are very familiar and accustomed to this expectation, this level of quality quote-unquote right that we all have to strive for and I feel like luckily 
right now, like, I, I feel like the, the word authentic, you know, yeah. is the trendy thing. But oh, I think so, I'm so hoping, trendy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm hoping that, like, vulnerable will be the next thing. And because yeah. I think that when people say authentic, it can be brushed over very easily. You're Definitely. like, oh, this is the real me. Like, you know, hashtag real me, hashtag real life, whatever. Right, you right. Know? Oh, my God. But, and then they chop a filter on there, and you're exactly. like, oh, and my like, God. Wait, honey, like, your arm is looking a little funny there, and I think Photoshop might be in this real right, life of yours. I think you face-tuned everything. Yes. And, I mean, and, like, no judgment to anybody out there who's no, doing it. of course not. Like, if we're, Do you? Yeah. But if we're going to be talking about, like, oh, this is real, yeah. this is vulnerable, this is authentic, it's right. like, okay, well, well, let's not be just as bad as like the big magazines and say this is real life when it's not like real life Mm -hmm. real life is full of struggles and hardship and bad days and good days and you know like drunken nights and terrible mornings yeah coffee stains on our shirt at interviews oh my gosh okay side note for that i spilled coffee all over my shirt okay i still don't understand how you got coffee on your back well i turned my (laughs) shirt around I was, this is the back of your this shirt. This is the back of my shirt. It's a very stylish back of your shirt. Thank I you. Love it. Thank you. I didn't. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pull it off. It's kind of That's hilarious. Well, now you have a, a, a multi-verse shirt. Yes. Yeah, so moving back to vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it's important. And like, like I said before, I think every person... Um, can benefit from vulnerability whether or not they want to believe in it that's on them but being vulnerable is a tool like a powerful powerful tool that every single person can harness and it's literally inside of you like there everyone has it it's just a matter on if you're going to use it if you're going to be courageous enough to be seen and like I said everyone has a problem everyone has a story to share so yeah well, and it's interesting, too, because I think that at your vulnerability workshop, um, we'll call it, I honestly feel like I kind of was exposed to a new idea, like a new version of vulnerability for me. Mm-hmm. Because for me, when I thought of vulnerability before the event, it was kind of just trusting someone and just being able to open up to them mm-hmm. period so I was thinking like oh well I'm of course vulnerable because you know like I talk to my husband and he knows everything about me and I can share anything but it's really easy to be vulnerable who knows who like <laughs> someone who knows you like that you know and so that's where at the event it was also I think a matter of one having to be vulnerable with a total stranger because mm-hmm. none of us knew each other nope um but also that it didn't really have any particular requirements, you know? That was where I feel like we had kind of talked about that at the event where I think I said, you know, like, ah, I feel kind of weird because I feel like my my struggles aren't real enough yeah. to be vulnerable or to talk about it, to give it kind of that spotlight. But really, all of our stories are valid and all of our struggles are valid, how big or small they are, you know? And, and I think that that comes back to, like, your truth and your experience and perspective. But... I think that that was a really interesting point Mm -hmm. um, that you kind of created that space to say, be vulnerable and share, period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually matter what you share. It doesn't actually matter what you say. It was just, just say it and just let it come out. And when I did that, I ended (laughs) up finding myself in a totally different place than I thought I was going to be because I just kind of went with it. And that's where... I feel like there was something magical that happened for me, at least there, where it was like, oh, God, like, good things do happen when I let go a little bit, you know? And, like, let go of that control and that want and need to hang on to everything. Mm -hmm. So that's a beautiful thing I think that you've created and it's and it's amazing and I'm so excited to see see what comes from future events and all of that. Um, So on that note. Yes. Can I ask you to be vulnerable? Yeah, of course. So I'm really curious. As someone who works in vulnerability. Yes. But also has 17,000 plus people <laughs> watching you on Instagram. Yes. And a blog following. Mm-hmm. What is it that makes you vulnerable at this point? Because I have a feeling that people would most likely assume things to be very different than what reality is for you. Right. Well... To be completely honest here, um, nine times out of ten, I'm super nervous. It's not like I'm showing up here being 
confident superhero lady with my confidence cape on. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I question myself a lot, especially when I'm on stories and lives. I I think my I probably could take my temperature and my face would be like <laughs> 104. Yeah. Um, I'm shaking. It's still scary. I think it takes years and years and years of practice. Um, I'm not any sort of licensed professional, but I, I'm assuming it takes years of practice mm-hmm. um, to really conquer and not be afraid. Sharing anything about yourself and to that large of an audience is terrifying. Um, something that I've really worked hard on is (laughs) it sounds bad but um not caring just not caring about other people um I went to a CODA meeting which is Codependence Anonymous Mm -hmm. and a lady there she basically ended the meeting saying not everyone is your boss and when you give people the power to be your boss you're incapable of doing you can't do anything And so to me, yeah, I get chills still. Like I just have goosebumps. (laughs) To me, that's, I always remember that when I'm sharing, like no one is my boss. I am my own boss. This is my story. People can exit out, unfollow. They don't have to like me. They don't have to, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I would love to be, but I know I'm not going to be. And honestly, I, I, think that's that's the forefront is just not caring and and being brave to be like this is me this is how I want to show up and this is my message um it's taken years and years and years to get there Mm -hmm. I I don't even know when I'm still working on it yeah I mean I just did my second live and I was shaking like the entire time Mm -hmm. I was telling people about my story and Immediately, I went into this like negative self-talk of like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that. You did so bad. Like you didn't touch on this enough, and blah. blah, blah. Uh, the list can go on. Um, but being vulnerable for me is really just practicing what I preach. I remind myself, yes, I'm no no one is my boss. I cannot care what all these people are gonna think about me. I'll never get my message out there ever. Um, yeah. And I just, I just. That's so (laughs) awesome to hear, honestly, because I just feel like that isn't talked about enough where, especially someone who is at a point in the social media game to be considered like an influencer, Mm -hmm. which is funny because we're all of influencers, but when one person's following you, you're influencing somebody's life. Oh yeah. My sister just influenced someone to buy something she's like I'm an influencer yes you are girl yes you are (laughs) yeah no and that's where it's like I think that I feel like people look at a following Mm -hmm. specifically and they automatically assume that that coincides with like legitimacy and confidence and having your shit put together right and in reality I feel like most of us who actually want to talk about it are like yeah no I have yeah, no. <laughs> no clue. No. But it's that thing where I feel like there is a strength and there's a power in the fact that you just show up. Yeah. That's the thing that you do. You show up and you are you and you share your story or you share your day or you share pro- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you just you show up. Yeah. And I think that that's a beautiful thing too because I think that just showing up sometimes can be really hard. Whether it be... Showing up. <laughs> yes, girl. Preach it. Yes. I mean, seriously. I, I agree. Mean, especially, for, especially for anybody who's not the extreme extrovert. Yeah. God forbid we talk to my husband about this because oh he is he is the social butterfly. You know? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is fine. Whereas, like, even with my, like, with Support SD Local, we have a really great community and a lot mm-hmm. of people who are really supportive and really good. But... People will ask me, they're like, oh my gosh, I could never do what you do. Like, how how do you show up to these events and, like, not be nervous? And I'm like, I've changed my shirt three times and I had put my makeup on twice because I had to take it off because it wasn't good. I'm like, right. you just go nuts. You, yeah. And you're like, how does anybody think that I have this? 
all together. All together. <laughs> My puzzle is finished. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, people ask me that, too. I go to a lot of events alone, mm-hmm. being from North County, and everything is downtown. Yep. And yeah, uh, shout out to anybody that lives <laughs> on the northern half right. of San Diego. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> so, yeah, I that's something I had to break. That was a huge, huge barrier for me to show up by myself and kind of be considered, like, the girl with no friends, you know? Yeah. And um, that was something I had to get over. And I think that kind of showing up by myself at events and not caring about what people online thought really, I think, blossomed together. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, just showing up every day. I have to take into consideration, like, my own mental health showing up. I do so many things with my life that showing up every single day is hard to do. So I show up online when I want to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another key part about being authentic and showing up is like listen to yourself. Don't force this content and these wise words on people when you don't feel them. Yeah. Like you have to feel what you're putting out there and you have to believe it and you have to you just have to feel it. You have yeah. to be there. So Yeah, I feel like it's gotta come from the heart and soul. Yeah. Otherwise everyone's What's the right point? for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not benefit in my mind, it's like if you're not doing something that's gonna benefit you first, then what's the point? Yeah. Because if it's not benefiting you, how do you know that it's gonna benefit anybody else? Right. You know, it's like at least if it benefits you, you got one person down. For <laughs> real. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, the struggles, the struggles of, of all of all of the things that that I think everyone puts on us or puts puts on you as an expectation or as this belief and this narrative and like constantly having to try to fight against that yeah. is crazy because I feel like it's hard sometimes to find that balance between it all to say like, no, I want to be real. I want to show up. I want to support you. But, like, I'm struggling too, so give me, you know, give me some time, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where when people don't know about that or don't talk about that fact, yeah. it gets really hard where people are like, oh, she hasn't posted in a week, so I guess she's gone unfollowed. And it's like, guys. Right. Like, God forbid someone just needed a mental break for yes. a week. And didn't <laughs> announce it to everyone, right. you know? That's where I'm like. You, when you dip out of social media for, like, God forbid, 24 hours, people are like, oh, God, what happened? Right. Or you have to say, like, excuse me, world. I just have to let everyone know that I will be taking a break. Yeah. But why can't we just take a break? Right. And, like, not be judged? Like, why do we have to let everyone, like, give everyone some, like, space and time to get ready right. for the fact that you're not going to be there? It's like, how many people do you follow? Do I, am I really the only person you're following? <laughs> It like reminds me like when you're gonna like at work when you're this is my vacation time yes like, exactly <laughs> let's schedule that in you all, you all know we okay with this well and that's interesting actually that perspective on it because that totally comes back to how you were saying that no one is your boss right exactly so I think that I mean that's a perfect pairing there to mm-hmm. realize that if you're feeling that way that you have to clock in and out of social media you might be doing it wrong <laughs> For real. Right. Instagram's not your boss. You are the it's boss. A, it's an app. Yeah. It's a freaking app. Yeah. Imagine the world. <laughs> Still. Hashtag oh. Instagram blackout of 2019. Oh, yeah. That was Still a crazy crack. day. Right? <laughs> Still cracks me up. I know. It's just, it's wild where there has just been so much significance put on this thing that is so new to the world. Yes, you it know? is. And it, but it. But it defines people's lives right now. It's wild. So I actually read an article because I was wondering about the mental health of people mm-hmm. during this blackout. Because I even found myself like becoming a little anxious. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Well, thank goodness I have more than just my Instagram. Like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. But still, I was like, why am I thinking like this? So I will send you the article. Um, okay. But... It was basically saying how this was the first time in social media history that we've went, what was it, 24 hours-esque without social media. Like two main heavy hitters, Facebook and Instagram, since, I mean, AOL and MySpace and Zanga. This was the first time 
ever that something huge has just been taking out and we this is how we reacted that's what happened yes and which is also insane to me because when when it did happen obviously we had people who were like oh like this is crazy what about mm-hmm. my account what about my followers right like, this that, and the other but at the same time it's like Wait, well, let's talk about reality, though. Yeah. These guys have been working really hard to create this space for us, mm-hmm. and they have made it this many years mm-hmm. without any hiccups. Yeah. Like, they're allowed to have a hiccup every now and then, too, right? They're like, allowed. Aren't we all people? Yes. It's just, it's crazy. It's nuts. But it kind of put it into perspective for me, too. Again, um, Instagram's not my boss. Mm-hmm. Instagram didn't show up that day, and... <laughs> doesn't mean I have to every single day either. Exactly. So that I found a shift in that. Like just recently I hadn't posted in six days and I felt refreshed. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And then what I was able to produce following that has been 10 times more amazing than I could have ever wanted it to be. And I think just taking those little breaks and understanding that um, if you do want to be vulnerable and authentic online – doing it every day is next to impossible. You have to you have to fill your own cup mm-hmm. if you're going to do that. And no, you can't do it every day. Yeah. The people who are able to do it every single day, I every single time I see it. I'm just <sighs> I'm sitting there being like, it's "Wow, tough. you must have like a team of mm-hmm. people who are just like, "Yes, do you. This is amazing. <laughs> Go for it." You know, I'm like, "Ugh." Where's my cheerleading squad? Can I have I'm a like, team? I yeah. <laughs> I need a team. I just need a room full of people to just say, you're not crazy, girl. Like, just keep going. You're okay. You uh-huh. got this. Oh, that would be great. Yes. Now hiring two teams. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, my God. If anybody wants to hire a professional cheerleader, I swear, that would be my job. I would oh. love that. I would love to be anybody's person to just be like, you are amazing, yeah. and I love you, and you're gorgeous, and you are radiating excellence, and you should just do it. Oh, my God. Sign me up. Right? Yeah. Maybe we should start this. We should just, like, start. We should. It won't be, like, a marketing firm or anything. It'll just be, like, a love and vulnerability firm. Like, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Right. Sign the papers. Genius ideas on the Support SE Local podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're killing it right now. <laughs> All right. So... I feel like vulnerability is something like it's so such a big thing it's mm-hmm. such a heavy thing and it's so powerful and meaningful you're like all right where do we go from here I know it's like oh whoo that was a ride right yeah like, <laughs> okay so let's talk about your blog actually yeah I'm really curious as far as like your timeline goes because I've been a fan of yours for a while mm-hmm. like you know that we've talked about that <laughs> um and I honestly fell in love with all of your content Funny enough, not because of the content, but mm-hmm. because of you. Thanks. And because I felt like I knew you. And I think it's it, that is just wholeheartedly like your vulnerability. It was mm-hmm. the fact that I felt like you showed up and I saw you. Mm-hmm. And I just knew it in my heart that if I saw you in person, you'd be the same person. And you are. And you're amazing. Thank you. I love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's... Oh, did I lose my train of thought? I just totally lost my train of thought. The blog. Yes, the blog. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I feel like we're, I'm going to do that all the time. That's fine. <laughs> That's, me. That's like me every day. I'm like, yeah. huh? Well, sp- I was like, look, three five. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so with the blog, again, I fell in love with you because you showed up so authentically and I felt like I knew you. But I only found you, I mean, maybe, maybe at max, mm-hmm. like six months ago. But you've been doing this for years. Yeah. And you have 17 plus thousand followers. And some of those people have been with you since the beginning. Yeah. So take me back to when, before the blog started, before the Instagram started. Mm -hmm. And what was it that took you from a place of trying to figure yourself out and trying to be a responsible adult? No, I'm still there. (laughs) I'm like, I don't really know. (laughs) Still don't know what that is. Um, but then into this place where you're like, I'm going to share and mm-hmm. I'm going to write every day and I'm going to be on social media and I'm going to do this. Like, yeah, take me through that, that process. Okay. It's a bit of a story. So buckle up. <laughs> um, so I've always been a writer. My mom is an English, well, she's a teacher, English major. So writing has been a thing for me. 
when I would like get mad or just upset, I would always write. That was always my creative outlet. It helped me really express myself. And like I said, vulnerability didn't exist in my childhood. I would write those letters and then I would crumple them up and no one would ever see them, but it would help me express myself without having to talk to anyone. Um, so from there, I just, I did that here and there. I had like my journals and whatever. I, I have a pen pal I'd write to. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, you didn't say you wrote in a journal or a diary or something like that. You said yeah. you wrote letters and then crumpled them up. Yeah, so I wrote letters to, I wrote letters to my family, just specifically my dad. I wrote letters to my mom, my grandparents, my friends that had bummed me out. Um, and then I still have a pen pal. Her name's Stacy. I met her when I was 10. Yeah, my fifth That's grade amazing. English teacher is like from Britain. He's like, oh, let's be pen pals with my old students. So Stacy and I became friends um, and we still friends. like talk to each other. We're Facebook friends now. So it's crazy. <laughs> like what? We've grown. Um, but yeah, I would always do that. And then fast forward, I went, I kind of dropped all of my creative writing when I went to college, mm-hmm. as one does maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do homework, and I got a communications degree from Cal State San Marcos. Go Cougars. (laughs) And um, I went on my first trip to Thailand. I'd never been out of the country. I'd never done anything before. Um, I literally think I'd been to Arizona when I was nine, (laughs) and that was it. So I booked this spontaneous trip to Thailand, and when I came back, I decided that my life was not going to be normal. I was not going to be in an office. No way. Um, so I decided to be a personal assistant and a nanny, and I would just work my butt off and save up as much money as I could. So after like two years of doing that, um, the opportunity arose for me to travel indefinitely. So I quit my job, packed my bags, and went to Peru. I um, had a boyfriend at the time, and before I left, my mom and everyone who loved and cared about me was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my God, the world is huge and scary. No. And so I refused to buy service on my phone. I just felt like that was such a waste of money. Mm -hmm. Um, So I said, okay, how about I start a blog? I'll just write about my trip and you'll be fine. Like, you can read what I do after I do it. Yes. And text me and when I have Wi Fi. Yeah, check up on me. Yeah. Not, yep, yep. Exactly. So I started out as the Wandering Wayfarers. Ooh. Yes. And I don't know why there had an S because I was the only one writing. <laughs> um, but that's what I was. And after traveling, I'd been to like 19 countries. Um, I suddenly had to go home. My um, travel partner at the time, he um, his kidney failed, and we had to like be emerg- emer- medically evacuated. There we go. <laughs> um, back home. Mm-hmm. So during all these travels, I had built up a pretty good travel following. Companies were starting to reach out to me, blogs, um, like magazines were wanting me to write articles. They wanted to feature me. I was like, this is it. I've made it. I'm a travel blogger. Like, ha ha. And how long was that time span? So you're like actually traveling and building and writing and all of it. It was like seven months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was on the road going through all these countries. It was life changing. Um, Then I had to come home and I felt like the biggest failure in the world, like all caps, failure. (laughs) And um, I I probably said, like, 50 times, I'm just going to delete my blog. I don't even want to look at it. Like, it's so sad. That's so depressing. I'm not a travel blogger. Um, however, I didn't realize how many people were reading my story. They were following me. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, like, two weeks of being home and everyone knew it, I started getting a flood of messages like, well, what happened to the story? What's going on? What is happening with your life? You've been keeping us updated the past nine months now. Like, where are you? Yeah, so you had people who weren't like, no, what's the next 
yeah, destination. They, they were they're like, saying, no, where are you? We're worried about you. Yeah, like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Where are you? And so, um, oh, my gosh, like, hours and hours and hours of tears and just, like, do I want to start this? Like, how how do I even show up on a platform where I'm – I literally am a failure. Like, how do I do this? And – First thing, I went to a therapist and was like, she was like, you're not a failure, number one. So that really helped me reframe my story and just become like the author of my own story and own it. Um, from there, I I don't know if any other people who have a blog do this, but when I was trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I want to represent myself on this online space? Mm-hmm. I wrote down probably like four pieces of paper I, like, brain-dumped all these words that just, like, came to me. Like, sunshine, go with the flow, I think, showed up on, like, 15 different times. And I was like, go with the flow. Why do I keep saying that? And then I kept drawing flowers. Again, I don't know why. And then um, I looked at that, and I was like, what if I grow with the flow? (laughs) Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is perfect like I could show up and talk about me I could talk about my journey and I kind of thought that was wild like I was like who is gonna want to hear my story like (laughs) this is like a lifetime movie no one wants to watch this and um yeah I was super wrong so I uh, rewind a little bit while I was in Madrid um dealing with this emergency I had written letters to my travel partner, who is now my ex-fiance, um, about him like dying. Like I didn't know, so I constant. I went back to my roots of writing letters to someone to help me like cope with what was going on in my current day to day. So I wrote like I don't know, fourteen, fifteen letters. We were there for like two weeks, and I posted them. That was like my next post. And I just was well, like, talk about vulnerable. yeah, <laughs> and I don't really know why I did that, but I just did it because people wanted to know what happened. I had no travel story. All I had written were these letters to this guy of me being like, oh my God, I love you so much. Please don't die. And then like, oh my God, my dreams are like falling to shit. What do I do? Like, it was just all encompassing. They are all still on my blog, so feel free to go read them. They're oh, super vulnerable and <laughs> probably misspelled, but whatever. Um, from there, like literally immediately after, I had this wild, wild notion to get on YouTube and just be like, I'm telling my story, like unabashed. That's amazing. Like, I, I don't even know if this is allowed type of deal. <laughs> And, um, I just, I, again, like vomited my life online. And after I did that, the sense of like independence and like that light feeling, Mm -hmm. undescribable. I don't even have words. I have chills all over my body right now Mm -hmm. because that was like the most empowering time of my whole life. I finally was like, this is my story. And everyone who's been in it, you're a character. You are not the author. I am the author. And this is what I'm going to do with my story. Share it. Like, I love that. I love that. Thanks. So that's kind of like how I started this whole thing. And from there, it's really transformed into three different aspects of how I like to grow. Um, So grow with the flow. Growing through travel. Growing through wellness, whether that be mind or body, I have another, um, I mean, I'm not a stick, as you can see, (laughs) and I have, um, I've dealt with body image issues my whole life, so my blog post, I'm not waiting any longer, was... Yeah. I was very proud of that one. <laughs> that was, I like that play on words. That's a good one. It was good. You're good I'll definitely give you <laughs> Thanks, thanks. But that one, so like mind-body wellness, just like really growing in that journey. And then lifestyle design. Um, I have all these different ideas and like creative entrepreneurial pursuits. So that's kind of where that goes. I'm a person that doesn't like my food to touch, so I have to like section my growth in three oh different God. ways. I love that you said that. I am the exact same way. And I swear, like, other people are always like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I just, 
I think that <laughs> they just need to stay separate. Like, yeah. just, you know, everything has their space. Yeah, everyone and needs, like, a road thing. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone needs an escape route. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So that's it. That's my story of Grow With The Flow, and... I'm still growing with my flowing. Right. I don't know. Um, but I like that it can be mine and it's something that I can never quote unquote fail at mm-hmm. because it's me. It's my story and it won't end until I end. Mm-hmm. So bring it on. Right. Life. Oh, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so funny too that, you know, it's like I come from a marketing background mm-hmm. and honestly like what you did was so true for you and so perfect for what you were going through at that point. But honestly, coming from a marketing standpoint, <laughs> like a genius. Thing. Because literally, you've given yourself a platform to be like, well, it doesn't really matter what I do from here. We're good. Like, Yeah, it's <laughs> scalable forever. Yeah. Like, off limits. Yeah, too. I swear. It was like, that's like uh, the like tip to pull from this whole thing. That it's like, if you're trying to start anything, just make sure that it's something that allows for you to do whatever you want yes because it I, has to be yeah I feel like I've, I've come across so many people who are either trying to start a blog have a blog have a business have a brand whatever it is that they are doing and they're trying to figure it all out and it's like well what do I do how do I be vulnerable how do I share how do I be authentic how are all these things and it's like wait when when did we when did we all get to a point where we had to question how to be us mm-hmm Right. Like that that to me is like a mind-boggling thing where it was like, what happened? I mean, maybe it's been going on this whole time and like I was born into this world and just like thought that everyone else had it figured out before me. I don't know. But it's like, it's really crazy for me where we talk about like with authentic being this trendy catchphrase now, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like living authentically. It's like people say, oh yeah, living on an authentic life. And it's like, really though? Like, right. is this who you are on a day-to-day basis? Because... If not, that's not authentic, but if not, that's fine too. Like, why yeah. do we have to, it's like all the labels and all of these little boxes that we mm-hmm. have to put ourselves in, mm-hmm. rather than just growing with the flow. Right. Just, <laughs> just be you. Just be you. And be seen. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. It's... No, and it's funny too, where I feel like people often say, you know, oh, well, you can't make everyone happy, but you're bound to make lots of people happy. There's, you know, billions of people on the planet and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like when you are just starting out, mm-hmm. at least for me, with the sarcasm that I have, <laughs> my eyes couldn't roll any farther back into my head when people tell me that. I'm just like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever. Right. But you're sitting here and that's exactly what you did. And you have the following that you have and you've been able to build this community mm-hmm. and you really are like this perfect example of not having to be perfect right. to make it work yeah and that making it work quote unquote doesn't mean having a certain number on your instagram mm-hmm. or a certain number of endorsements or sponsorships or anything like that but it's really I feel, I feel like once you get into it it's like no no no. i'm just trying to find my sanity now right you know right well going back to even what you said like people like you can't make everyone happy and all of that, it really sparked, like, the only person you ever have to worry about making yourself happy is yourself. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. You are the boss, like, going all the way back to that. But I think if you are proud and you're happy with what you're producing and what you're putting out there, that is enough. Mm-hmm. People, The people who need to see you and who want to see you will see you. And everyone else doesn't matter. That's, that's not who you're talking to. That's not... Let someone else talk to them. Yeah. The world has 500,000 cat videos that <laughs> all equally is funny. Yes, exactly. Like, we share love the love. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to talk to everyone or like everyone or they don't have to like you. Yeah. No, and I love that. My, <laughs> my mom has the same... It's not my circus, not my monkeys. Yes. She always says that. And... It's interesting to me because I feel like as I've gotten older, I've, you know, you try, you try to hang on to that idea of like, oh, you know, I'm going to make myself happy. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. And you're like, it's so hard. But yeah, like most of the time it really does. It does. And you struggle with it. Yeah. But I feel like that division sometimes can be really hard to like find. And I'm, I'm actually really interested. Speaking of my mom, I would love Mm -hmm. to talk about your family in. Yeah relation to all of this because 
I'm very close with my family mm-hmm. and I struggle with what I do online sometimes, not because anything I do is actually terrible or anything like that, but right. I'll, I'll get nervous sometimes being on a podcast or going on live because I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to say something that is really authentic and is really true to myself, but might be a truth that the people I love don't necessarily want to be shared. Totally. You know, and trying to find that balance mm-hmm. while still being yourself and yeah. still being true to your story and all of that. So as you have gone through this whole journey of sharing your story and the good the bad the ugly the Mm -hmm. struggles I mean like you've talked about some very very real things you have talked about very specific family members all of that so I'm interested how did you just what is your relationship to that Mm -hmm. what is your relationship to that struggle of trying to keep the ones that you love most Mm -hmm. happy because I feel like most of the time the people that we love most are like our biggest critics even though like they don't realize it and they don't mean to no you know but they're gonna be the ones to give you all the advice yes and they're gonna point out all the things because they're like oh we just want it to be perfect for you or Mm -hmm. we just want you to know we want you to be safe Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're like I could have really just used like a good job that would have been awesome (laughs) I hear you (laughs) You I hear you so loud right now right yeah so like what 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 is that world for you um so like I like I said with the food, <laughs> dad, mom, separate. Mm-hmm. Um, with my dad's side of the family, which is an easier beast to kind of tackle, I literally do not care what they think. Um, you know my story. Um, so in short, for everyone listening, my dad, um, narcissistic, very emotionally abusive. And um, after he asked me to like choose parents who was right or wrong in this certain argument... Um, he basically like excommunicated with me from that entire side of the family. So like my grandparents, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, literally my dad, that whole portion, they don't pay attention to me. They don't like acknowledge me as a human being. Um, so for me, I'm fine sharing that side of the story. Like if they don't like it, they feel free, come approach me and let's talk about my story. Let's do that. So (laughs) there's that. Um, My mom, on the other hand, is I love her. She's such a saint. And same with my sister. My sister has not the same story as me, but we did. We were raised together. So she very well knows. And, um, you know, she doesn't speak as openly about what we went through. And at first, to be honest, I didn't really think about anyone else's feelings but my own. Um, and I think that was an act of like survival and the need to be authentically seen and just see how people react to who I am as a human. So I forgot about my sister's privacy when I started this. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentioned it <laughs> and I, you know, asked her like, okay, well, are there certain things? But after hearing like why I do what I do, and how it's helped other people, she's fine. She's okay with it. Mm-hmm. She's really, really supportive. And um, she sees, like, the power that this can have just to be a little open on, like, our shadows. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make us less people. I think it makes us stronger. Yeah. So that's my sister. And then my mom, she's phenomenal. She's great. Um I'm like, there's so many things. How do I even want to start? (laughs) She didn't always believe. She's super supportive, but she didn't always believe that this was, like, going to pan out. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole entrepreneur creative aspect. She was like, are you sure you don't want to just get an internship somewhere? I feel like that's, like, our mom's job, though, right? Uh, Like, they love us so much that they're like, oh. Your future. You could be homeless. Yeah. You really could, you know? And totally. Like, I just want to save you. It comes from so much love and support mm-hmm. and caring. Um, but I was like, lady, I will show you how this works. And so just recently, she was like, you know what? I'm not worried about you. I know that you're, whatever you do, you're going to do great at. Like, you have this in you. I've seen you host events. Like, I've with my travel company, just, like, going off and taking ladies out of the country um, up to buying this embroidery machine and being like, okay, here's my designs, here's my shirts, this is what we're doing. She's like, whoa, 
this is wild. I never knew that this was going to be you. She just sort of put me in this little box that I think society loves to do. Um, there are still things that I would love to share online. Um, but out of respect for my mom, I need to talk to her about it before I even dip my toe in that pool. Um, so there are things like that where I, like I said, I didn't think a lot about other people's feelings about that at first, which, sorry. (laughs) Um, but now I, I understand just how many people I do talk to and listen. I think that was a part of like, no one's going to hear this. Well, (laughs) the internet's pretty big. Um, but she's, she, she knows the struggle I've been through with, Growing up, she, um, if she doesn't know the insecurities uh, before I share them, she definitely reaches out and she's like, I didn't know that you felt this way. Do you want to talk about it? And I'll either say yes or no, but she never pushes me to share. And um, we just have this incredible relationship that she knows that I've been through hell and back and I'm very capable of sharing my story. I'm very allowed to share my story. Um... So yeah, I'm really lucky in the aspect that my family, my little girl gang, mm-hmm. uh, super, super supportive. They're okay um, getting some of their dirty laundry aired out mm-hmm. by yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thankfully they're cool. Yeah, no, and, and that I feel like can really make the world a difference too when it comes to like the comfort level of sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have talked about a little bit um, being empaths. Oh, my, yeah. And, and the loaded life that that brings you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to try to define it really, but I think in short, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about when we say empath, it's really just somebody who is insanely empathetic to others, whether or not we want to be. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because sometimes it would be really easy to just like flip a switch and be like, no, don't Ugh. give a shit, sorry. <laughs> I would love to find that switch in me, oh, but yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. And... The thing is, is that I think that it really is a beautiful thing. Yes. And it is a gift for the people who do have it and choose to use it. And mm-hmm. I think that you very much have chosen to use it. Like Thanks. working in vulnerability and giving yeah. people the space because that is one thing with like I think your whole aura and your energy <laughs> really is that you see people. You see people for who they actually are and you trust them when they share, when they say something, like all of that. And I think that that is an amazing energy to have. But it's also just like the biggest pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, it's so tough. It's so hard to not get wrapped up in other people's stories. And, oh, yeah. And, and to, to take on that like yeah. hurt and struggle sometimes, too. Yeah. I say, I'm not religious, but I love this saying of it's not my cross to bear. Mm-hmm. It's not. Like, I can be there, I can hold it, but it's not mine. And at the end of the day, I cannot take that home. So I give myself just like the allowance to feel it while I'm in it. And I, I none of that, only my own stuff is allowed at my baggage. Right. <laughs> That's it. Only my clothes and my luggage, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I love that. Yes, only my clothes and my luggage. <laughs> um, so, well, so then that's actually kind of perfect. So like as we kind of wrap up, I'm really curious. Like, I thought we were going to talk about, like, how do you grow your Instagram following or something ridiculous like that. Like, <laughs> this is, you know, like, the things where you're like, I don't know. What do people want to hear about? I don't really care now. Right. I want to hear from you yes. about this because I feel like when you find this space of being an empath and and not having control over the fact that you feel all the feels mm-hmm. while trying to be vulnerable for other people, while dealing with all of whatever baggage you have, like all of these things, Mm -hmm. you somehow, even though you very honestly and openly say that you don't have it all put together, you very much seem like you have been able to kind of find that balance. Mm -hmm. And you've been able to, like you said, say, not my problem, it's your problem, and I see you and I'm here for you, but not going to take it home with me. Yeah. As well as showing up authentically and being very real and crying on Instagram, (laughs) And then also saying, like, I'm going to hit post, I'm going to hit publish, I don't care what those people think. Like, it's two very opposing ideas in my mind, and I I struggle with the same thing. I'm sure a lot of people do who are trying to show up online. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So do you have any, like, are there any secrets to share? Because trust me, if you have them, girl, like, give them to me, please. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm, like, racking my brain. Um, Well, for one thing, the reason why I had to set those boundaries, boundaries is very hard for me. It's something I'm still really, really working on. That's why I go to Co- Coda, Codependence Anonymous, um, because I don't, I wasn't raised with boundaries. I don't know really what they look like. Um, there was an instance, there was a few times where people would come to me, they slid in my DM and talked about suicide, mm. but they lived on the other side of the world. Like there was, I, I could help them as much as I could help them, but I could not physically go and help them. Um, so I gave all the support I could do and I had, I had to close the book. I just, I had to do it. And some of the people came back and they were like, I need more help. I need more help. Please help me. I'm like, okay, I'm here for you. I'm a source. I've given you everything I can, I can do. I'm not a licensed professional. And I think that's the boundary I like to use with people is I'm not a doctor I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, so if you really are struggling, please don't come to me for that. Um, because I, I'm not equipped for that. Um, so those type things, I hard boundary. Um, but I, even just in, in vulnerability events and people really wanting to talk about issues, sometimes that can take you know up to five hours given anyone circumstances Mm. um so I've just crafted like little phrases that I feel comfortable saying to people um one is like I really appreciate you sharing your story with me and I'm here for you at this time like I need to go this is like taking my emotional energy it's it's some I mean this isn't verbatim but I I tell people like the emotional energy I don't have it anymore and I am unable to support you right now because I'm I'm wiped out yeah and I feel like that's fair to say it's not hurtful you're still very much there for that person but when your cup is empty your cup is empty Mm -hmm. and any advice that you're giving from an empty cup isn't good advice that's Mm -hmm. not sound it's not going to help anyone you're just trying to get it over with So that's kind of how I set my boundary. I also, I mean, I think that goes into like being empathetic because I'd be like, oh God, I like tell this person my whole story and then they give me some crap advice. Like (laughs) I'd be so bummed. So I don't want to do that to people. Um, And then just showing up every day. I think trying to like have it all together and setting those boundaries with others and myself. I guess it's all going to just come down to boundaries when I feel burnt out I don't show up Mm -hmm. if someone's taxing me emotionally I stop helping them and that's okay to do I think that people who want to show up and be helpers and healers they also need to help and heal themselves and you're not just this like bottomless well of love and support and gratitude like you're just not (laughs) can't do it for you no no and it's okay to just say that I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of shame in those words, but I think it's very powerful and empowering and healthy to say that when you feel it. Yeah. It is very vulnerable to, I can't do this. I struggle with that still, but being real that's where it's at. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, because again, that's just another perspective on vulnerability that I think is actually really, really valuable because again, I can talk with people about my story all day long. I have no problem answering any question that any person has for me. Not a challenge for anyone. <laughs> Don't come at me like that. But it's true. Like I have no problem talking about those things because I really, truly do believe that sharing your truth and mm-hmm. your perspective will better the world. Yeah. Because I think we all need to know that we all live in our own little bubbles. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has their own alternate reality. Yeah. And I'm a total sci-fi nerd, and that's why I look <laughs> at it that way. But, like, that's the truth it's of it. It's like, Yeah, like, I think of it as every single person has their own alternate reality. Because one person's perspective to another can be insanely different. For sure. But... I struggle with saying... I struggle with boundaries. I struggle with boundaries not because... I think I have a problem saying 
like, hey, that's enough, but I have a problem explaining myself. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I have to come up with excuses, and I always feel like reality isn't quite good enough. Like, right. I feel like it's hard to say, like, you know what, I'm so sorry, client, friend, fam, whatever it is, like, I can't do this for you right now because I'm really tired. Yeah. You know, like, if I said that to somebody, <laughs> I would assume they turn around and be like, are you serious? You should hear about my name. You're not tired. I'm tired. You know, it's like that kind of thing where I'm like, right. oh, I'm not trying to do that. But there is uh, there is real power in that. I didn't, mm-hmm. even, I didn't even really look at it that way. Yeah. That yeah. being vulnerable to... to you have to be vulnerable to be able to make those boundaries yes. and to be able to love yourself and to open up in that way too. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's such a funny thing where we all talk about like, oh, we need to be open, we need to be real and whatnot. And I have, I'm okay with being real with other people, but sometimes it's kind of hard to be real with yourself. Oh my God, it's the worst. Right? It's the worst. Like I'm, when you have to sit down uh, and look yourself in the mirror and be like, girl, what are you doing? I usually you know? cry when oh, I yeah. spend too much time looking in the mirror. <laughs> right. Not because I'm not gorgeous. <laughs> but no, because <laughs> I'm like, wow, all these things are coming up and my boundaries are like, listen to me. Yeah. And it's just so much when you take that time to be vulnerable with yourself um, and allow yourself to not always be the person who saves the day. You don't have to save everyone's day. I tell myself that every day. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be the hero today. Yeah. And if you're not the hero, it doesn't mean that you don't love that person. Or no. Or you don't care about that person. It yep. just means that you're not able to be that person right now. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Life. Yes. Boundaries. Uh, They're right. a beautiful yes. thing. Uh, okay. I was like, all right, that's perfect. <laughs> That's like we need to just have another episode. Yes. Give me some time. We'll have another. We'll sprinkle some other people in here, and we'll have you back on the podcast. We're gonna talk about it more because I just I don't even want to say anything else. We should just leave. Let's just walk away. (laughs) We'll cheers. Right. Yes. So thank you so much. I feel like I I feel like no time has passed at all. But I'm sure that people listening probably have other things that they need to be doing. (laughs) So. Thank you for everything that you do and everything that you are and for everything that you give this community. You are amazing. And I am so grateful that San Diego can call you theirs because I think that you make this city a better place. I think that the work that you're doing is phenomenal and will change lives, narratives, expectations, and I think it's all good and it needs to come. So I am so stoked for you, for everything that you're doing. So please share with me and with the world, how can San Diego support you? Where can we find you? All of those things. So you can find me at Secrets of Sunshine on Instagram. Grow with the flow, which um, grow shares a W. So that's going (laughs) to... And... TH. <laughs> okay, so we'll link it. So we're we'll gonna just it. link that. It's a really weird spelled word. Um yeah, those are my two main platforms. Okay. Um yeah. And then the latest projects coming up are gonna be the vulnerability series. Vulnerability event on May 30th. Mm-hmm. Um my launch for my t-shirt should be sometime um mid-July. And other than that, nothing is on the books. My wheels are always turning. Mm-hmm. I probably have a, a wildflower tour event, mm-hmm. which is my women's travel company. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'll keep you posted on everything that I'm doing. Okay. Part of my my boundaries to myself is to not overextend myself. I mm-hmm. have I am notorious for that. So yes. And if all of those things don't happen at that time, we will forgive you and you have all the grace oh. in the world and we will be there when it is done. Thank you. Period. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks so, for having me on thank this. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everyone who has tuned in and shown up for us today. Please go send Christina some love. Find her on Instagram. If you are not following Support SD Local on Instagram as well, I honestly don't know how you would have found this podcast. But <laughs> if you aren't, then come follow us as well. And we will keep you up to date on everything that we are doing. And I say we, but I mean I, what I am doing, as well as what Christina is doing. And we will see you guys all soon.
only one who's so encouraged by Christina's honest heart. I totally doubt it. I'm so grateful that Christina is a part of this community and is working so hard to give others a space to heal, process, and discover themselves. She is so real and is so open, and I really want to encourage us all to take note from Christina and know that we are all enough. All of our stories are worthy and that there is strength in vulnerability. And if you need more of Christina's magic in your life, please go find her on Instagram at Secrets of Sunshine and follow her incredible journey at growwiththeflow.com. And that again is www.growwithefflow.com. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, showing up, and supporting this incredible community of San Diego. If you'd like to learn more about Support SD Local or how we can work together, please check out supportsdlocal.com and come find Support SD Local on Instagram. Until our next episode, thank you for sharing this time with me, and I look forward to supporting your heart for community and love for all things local.